0: Welcome to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent for Family and Community Health. I have my coworker here with me today, Brandon Gregson, who is County Extension Agent for Ag and Natural Resources. And you know what? We use lots of names and lots of acronyms, but this is all about the Extension Hour. So it's um, not just individual programs. It's a lot about all the kinds of things that we do in Extension because we're about people programs and partnerships, helping Texans make their lives better. And so we do that by sharing lots of information with people. But you know, we can't do that all by ourselves. Um, One of the strengths of Extension and one of the awesome things that we have is so many wonderful volunteers that help us in so many different ways. So whenever there is some type of um, really strong passion that people have um, and want to help and share with other people... Um, that we have those opportunities through volunteer opportunities, and we have two of those to hear today. We have two members of our Adult Horse Committee. So in extension, we have lots of committees for different things. And, um, and so I think that this is interesting that it's called the Adult Horse Committee, and we will talk a little bit about kind of like where that name came from and what all that means. But first, let's introduce our guest. So we have Marilyn Kenny with us today. Marilyn, say hi. Hello. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you.
1: Well, I've been a member of the Montgomery County Adult Horse Committee, MCAHC. <laughs> um, really Acronym, it's, yeah. It's, we... you write it out. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been a member since 1985. And it's been a while. been a minute been or two. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've lived here since 1979. Okay. So, and I've owned horses starting in 82. Oh, wow. So, I was late bloomer, and uh, I got involved in some programs. And they'll always pass them on a list, like, you want to join? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so that's how I became a member. I wanted to see more programs put on and know about them before they happen.
0: Okay. Well, we are so happy to have you here today, Marilyn. I know you, you are a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> um, we also have Laura Alexander. So, Laura, you haven't quite been a member as long as, as not, Marilyn. Not
2: quite as long as Marilyn, but uh, as I started nice. about three years ago but I started attending programs that the Horse Committee put on when I was in high school. Okay. So I was aware of them, and uh, when I decided I really wanted to get involved and help them bring um, some really good quality programs to the area, that was a, a great way to, uh, to get involved in the community and give back a little bit.
0: Great. So we are glad to have you today as well. Um, so, Marilyn, the Adult Horse Committee was already in existence before you started, right? Yes.
1: Uh we're actually established in 1979. And um, when I joined, we had quite a few members back then. Uh, We sort of lost some, gained some. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) And uh, we used to be very active. We haven't been as active as much lately just because of either hurricanes happening or getting the people, the information out to the people. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're hoping to do is get more word about us out so people know who we are we're sure. not think of us as the other side of the 4-H we're the adults in the horse community we're putting yeah. on those programs instead of like the kids who are learning about the programs
0: right right and, and so you bring up 4-H one of the things we want to mention about the extension hour this is a perfect time to sign up for 4-H of course you can sign up you know any time but I'm around what is it September 1st through October. End something up, is uh,
3: end of October something
0: like that so that's when registration fee is a little less and then it goes up like five dollars for right. um, after that but you can really join anytime and horse is really one of our big um, 4-H projects mm-hmm. as well and so Brandon you just passed your first anniversary with us yeah. here in Montgomery well, County one um, year solid yeah. <laughs> and, and you're still here yay I'm uh, still here <laughs> um, came to us from uh, San Jacinto County yes. but you're actually a native grew up here in, in Conroe so yes. um and committees are really important. So um,
3: Very important.
0: And Did you have a horse committee over in San Jacinto County?
3: San Jacinto County, we did not. We mm-hmm. had uh, a small group of kids that participated in horse project. Um, we did a lot of youth rodeo stuff over there. Uh, not a lot of trail or horsemanship, things like that. Um, had the horse interest, but not an organized committee. Now, where I was before, very, very, in Brazos County, very, very mm-hmm. active. Adult Horse Committee, very similar to to the one here. So, Mm -hmm. um, anyway.
0: Yeah, another cool thing about Extension is that um, every county is a little bit different, Uh and so it's really tailored to the needs and the interest of the county. Um, So you've got a lot of people that are interested in horses and want to learn more about horses and also want to support the 4-H program um, with horses, then an Adult Horse Committee just makes sense. Montgomery County has tons Horses, yeah. Do you any idea how
3: much? I was trying to pick up some numbers before I came in here it's, and I didn't quite make it, but I mean, there's a bunch. Yeah. This is a hot spot for horse very ownership, much, so very much, mm-hmm. for sure. and yeah. it's growing. You know, and to mention the San Jacinto County not having that big of a horse committee, we actually have participation in horse related events. Over here, they cross the county lines oh, yeah. because this is a, such an active mm-hmm. spot. We have a lot of people that come from other counties to participate in things over here. Yeah. So,
2: and we try and tailor our programs to what the community is really interested in. So, things that are really well attended, we try and put on on a ongoing basis.
0: So tell me some examples of those. So, so before we were talking about you know some of the things that we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. today, and you guys are like really really busy. Yeah, we <laughs> do a lot of we've stuff. We've got
2: we've got a lot of uh, because of all the horse thefts that are going on in the area. Mm-hmm. One of our big focuses is is positive identification of horses. So one of the big uh, ways.
0: Can I can I interrupt you for sure. a second? So positive identification of horses, like yes, that's a horse and not a yeah. cow. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
2: laughs> well that helps. That's a start. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
0: This, you're talking to someone who doesn't so, know a whole lot so about those things. So we start with
2: uh, with what what breeds of horses Mm -hmm. look like, what the different colors are called, so that if you see a horse running down the side of the road and you need to call the police department, you can tell them instead of that looks like a horse running down (laughs) the side of the road, you can tell them it's a black horse or a bay horse or, you know, give them some kind of positive ID. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, we do freeze branding clinic, which is positive identification. The brands have to be registered with the county and then we can freeze brand your animal so that if it is located somewhere they can contact the the county and figure out who registered that brand and get your animal returned to you Mm -hmm. there's also microchipping available but as marilyn was mentioning to me earlier the microchipping only helps once the horse has been recovered and they can actually scan the animal Mm -hmm. for a microchip where a freeze brand is uh, visible from the road if the horse is in a pasture somewhere Mm -hmm. so that's been very helpful in relocating lost or stolen animals to their owners.
0: Hmm. Okay, so you mentioned the freeze branding clinic. Let's hmm. talk about because that's actually coming up pretty soon, um, September 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, freeze branding clinic, and tell us more about what that what that means, what you guys are going to do. Well,
3: it's going to be held at the extension office. We held one uh, what last year, and uh, what was it in the fall?
1: We've held them. We've held them the last the third week of May mm-hmm. every year for many years. Yeah. But not everybody. We did it on a weeknight. Mm-hmm. And uh, not everyone gets a chance to come. Mm-hmm. And we have surrounding counties. But the brand has to be registered in the county that your animal is in. Okay. Not necessarily you.
3: With your county clerk's office. Yes. Okay.
1: And so we've decided that we need, we pay people, well, missed it.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well,
1: let's do one on a Saturday.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And let's do it about half, yeah you know, so give people another chance.
3: And that'll she- be at the extension office
0: this yeah. time. So, yeah, Texas A&M Agri-Life Extension Service, right. our office there, which is at 9020 Airport Road, right across the street from the Lone Star Convention Center for people mm-hmm. that are familiar mm-hmm. with that. So pretty easy to find. But if, if you need directions, definitely call it. You, you can Google it, although there's some old maps that still have, like, 1485 or something yes and then they and then they moved it to another place (laughs) I live off at 1484 ah so that probably was very confusing
3: we obviously we need an RSVP so mm -hmm. if you're planning on doing it um, and you can call us up you know till the uh, day before I guess and let us know that you're gonna come but we would like to know how many to prepare for I mean I I have to go out and get liquid nitrogen because that's how we actually do the freeze branding is we have the irons there you can have your own unique character, um, obviously for your brand, but we have the irons there to actually put that brand, place the brand on the horse, and we do that with with liquid nitrogen, uh, hence freeze branding. So, and for those that are concerned, freeze versus fire branding, when you're talking about um, the animal and how it feels, very minimal in terms of feeling anything. It's it's, um, it's pretty cold. non-invasive in terms of pain. Right. So.
0: And then the benefits of the safety that we're talking yes, about, being absolutely. able to identify that animal and get it back to its it owner. It comes out and as a very
3: visible white brand okay. on the horse.
1: And if it's on a white horse, it comes out black.
3: Black, yeah.
1: Mine are on black horses. Okay. And I have an MK. And you can see it from the road. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it is a deterrent. I tell kids sometimes it's sort of like a car alarm. Mm-hmm. Know, helps you animal
0: from being stolen. Ah, if it's got a brand on it, then you know it belongs to someone got, they, they and they can track it. They don't as many with brands. Yeah. So that freeze branding clinic is again on Saturday, September 21st. It will be 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., but an RSVP is necessary. You can do that even the day before. Yeah. Um, so you can do that by calling the extension office, um, 936-539-7822. Um, so the flyer here says by September 17th, but we want to get those animals branded, so right. um, it's fine. Yeah, and then there's a fee for $20 mm-hmm. um, just to cover supplies, and is, yeah. is, is liquid nitrogen nitrogen expensive?
3: It's not real expensive, <laughs> but, you know, a full yeah. tank of it's about, you know, 40, 50 bucks. So. Yeah,
0: so you can come for 20 bucks just to get, you know, right. your okay. Yeah. So, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the uh, horse committee and then also before we leave today, we're going to talk about what does horse ownership really means? We have people often that talk about, you know, oh, I want to own a horse because it sounds glamorous, right? <laughs> so, we'll talk about just how glamorous that is when we get back. But you are listening to the Extension Hour, our people, our programs and our partnerships and we'll be back in just a minute. Family and community health programs provide science-based education designed to improve the overall health and wellness of individuals, families, and communities, developed by experts and delivered locally. Topics include child and adult health, nutrition, child care, financial management, passenger and community safety, and building strong families, all encouraging lifelong health and well-being for every person, every family, and every community. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. Helping Texans make their lives better.
3: A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor contact the station at info at irlonestar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776
0: what can the better living for texans program do for you you can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat make your food dollars last longer Prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are
1: Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
0: Texas A&M, AgriLife Extension Service. Our mission is helping Texans make their lives better, and we do that in a variety of ways. And one way is having committees that uh, specialize in certain topics and program areas to help um, individuals. So before I get uh, before it gets away from me, let me make sure that I mention um, the Master Gardeners is something that a lot of people um, are familiar with, with what Extension does. We have a great Master Gardener group that um, do lots of things. And so uh, on September 14th, they have one of their Saturday series of Classes coming up. And they um, there's two sessions that are offered um, when they do these um, on Saturdays. So Saturday, September 14th is the next one. The first session will be 8 to 10. That will be on patio gardening. So you don't necessarily have to have a big yard. You can do um, lots of great things just right there on your patio. And then session two, which will be 10:30 to 12:30, that will be landscaping for curb appeal. Um, So if you do have a big yard or even a small yard, making it look nice and um, the landscaping. Uh, And so that will be, again, uh, Saturday, September 14th. That's um, one at 8, and the other one starts at 1030, and you can come to one or both. Um, So there's a nominal fee for it. It's like $5 for one or $8 for both, and that covers supplies and refreshments and that kind of thing. Um, That will also be held at the Extension Office, same place as the Freeze Branding Clinic. We try to do lots of things there because we've got a really great facility um, there to, to offer, Lots of a variety of classes. So that's at 9020 Airport Road, right across the street from the Lone Star Convention Center. And um, it will, so if you, you can register, you can actually just show up. So 936 539 7824. Um, is is one of the numbers. And so earlier we said uh, for the Freeze Branding Clinic to call um, (laughs) 7822. There's several numbers, but they all get you to the same place so that you can find out what's going on. And then also our Master Gardeners have a website that has lots of information. They also have a Facebook page. So their website is uh, www.mcmga.com and that will have their classes and things coming up. Um, with them and then the other thing that people are always interested in is the fall plant sale that will come up on october 5th and that they do a presentation at eight then they start selling plants at nine and it's a some...
3: house to get <laughs> plants.
0: it yeah. is yeah there's hundreds of people like literally hundreds of people that come to that so it's pretty awesome they're very well known for their for their plant sale Bring wagon Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Bring a wagon. So today we are talking, though, about horses. So we've got Marilyn Kenny and Laura Alexander, who are both members of the Horse Committee, the Adult Horse Committee. Um, We mentioned earlier that 4-H has a a very active horse program as well. Um, And then we also have the very illustrious Brandon Gregson with us today, our ag agent. Yeah, illustrious. You like that? Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to come up with better adjectives. (laughs) We have lovely women and an illustrious ag agent. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, speaking of illustrious, one of the things that we talked about is how, um, how glamorous it is to own a horse, right? And what did you say in the break, Laura?
2: There's nothing quite as a- Glamorous as shoveling after your horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they, they tend to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: The more you feed them. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So, speaking of feeding them, owning them, that kind of thing, um, so one of the things that the Adult Horse Committee does, similar to what we just talked about with the Master Gardeners, they provide um, educational opportunities to help people learn more about horses, owning horses, that kind of thing. Um, and you know what? Actually, we skipped over kind of earlier about the purpose of the Adult Horse Committee. So, um, the, you say so help support 4 H, so mm-hmm. the 4 H program, but what, what else? What are the other purposes of the, of the Adult Horse Committee? Well,
2: basically, just to uh, put on educational programs and also shows that will benefit horse enthusiasts, not necessarily even just horse owners, but mm-hmm. anybody who's interested in Montgomery County and the surrounding areas. It's not limited to only Montgomery County.
1: No. Okay. We put on hands on clinics, mm-hmm. we put on indoor programs. Usually during the winter, it's more indoor programs. Yeah. Uh, but we do hands-on where you can actually you know,
0: touch eat, a horse, <laughs> touch a horse,
1: learn how to check their teeth, you know, and do, you know, the uh, confirmation. But uh, we have a lot of indoor ones that we get a lot of help from A and M. We get some of their vets mm-hmm. who have world-renowned, you know, skills. Right. So right. we have a variety. You know, uh, we do them on on weekend. Uh, like Tuesdays or Thursdays sometimes, or we'll do a weekend one, mm-hmm. like a Saturday. So that we try to open it up so everybody has the opportunity to, to participate, not just, you know, on a Saturday when you might work. Right. So we try to open it up to get more people involved by having different days and different times and, and see what's expected for them.
2: And try and put on a variety of different programs mm-hmm. that would be interesting to the community. So, You know, some of them are schooling shows when horse owners are getting ready for the big uh, shows. Uh, We've done emergency preparedness clinics, which has been a big uh, item of interest in the last couple years with so many people having to evacuate their animals for the flooding. Um, We've done question and answer panels with vets about any type of uh, concerns that people have that they haven't brought up to their own vet. We've done nutrition clinics where people learn how to feed a horse or just introductory clinics on, you know, you want a horse, what do you do, what do you need, you know, mm-hmm. for, for housing, for nutrition, for just basic horse care. Um, we've done barn management clinics where we've actually gone out to big boarding barns and learned how the facilities operate and what you need to consider if you're wanting to put one in as far as uh, land management drainage um, you know things that you don't think of, maybe uh, pest management mosquito misting systems there's Mm -hmm. just all kinds of things you can think of we've done trailer safety programs where you learn how to safely connect and uh, and load your horses into a trailer because that's a big concern for new owners that have are not familiar with how to trailer horses and we've even last year did an uh, emergency rescue clinic for large animals and there were a lot of things that I had never considered about having to regist- or rescue large animals. And they do get into some strange situations. Yeah. Septic tanks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that too. A horse in a septic tank. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, part of them anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, so we use a lot of terms, I think, that um, make sense to us, but maybe not to other people. So we talked about the Freeze Branding Clinic um, and you just mentioned another clinic, mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit. Of what what is a clinic really? I mean, because like I'm thinking, that's where you go to the doctor, right? You go yeah. you go to the clinic, you get <clears throat> immunizations, whatever. So when we're talking in terms of extension, a clinic is is what?
3: Clinics, workshops. You know, depending on what you want to call it. I mean, it's a it's an opportunity for education. Um, most importantly, it's it's usually hands on experiential type education where you get to actually do something learning by doing, you Mm -hmm. know, and a lot of times when we're we're doing one related to livestock or animals, um, we are doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Like the freeze branding, seeing what we're doing, actually probably helping us, you know, with the irons and things like that, helping us load the horse and and things like that. Um, Some of those clinics where you're talking about how to check teeth and, and properly fit a saddle and things like that, uh, you're probably getting to do somewhat hands-on. You're probably not all going to be down there helping do yeah. stuff, but they're they're learning by doing, learning by seeing type of programs. They're educational opportunities. Our clinics are.
0: Sure, so. and of course, extension is, is all about education, and probably everything that we do, we try to have some type of educational component to it, so whether it's a clinic or a workshop or a um, what are the kind of question of, and answer the, panel? All of those things are mm-hmm. learning opportunities. Um, there's one coming up on November 1st that we wanted to, to mention, Nancy Cahill. Yes,
1: we have used Nancy Cahill several times in the past. Uh, she's an excellent horseman. Um, one of her, uh, this is being sponsored by the Greater Houston Quarter Horse Association. Okay. We're a co-sponsor. We're providing the facilities. They're providing, they're doing all the registration and everything like that. Mm-hmm. We house them uh, out here at the at the local fairgrounds okay. here in Conroe, but she is uh, AQHA Horsewoman of the Year, a coach of AQHA and USA World Cup team for 21 years. She's trained and shown multiple AQHA, which is American Quarter Horse. Thanks.
2: <laughs> so
1: well, I have Tennessee Walkers, but anyway. So, but she's she is exceedingly knowledgeable lady. Mm-hmm. Um, she this clinic. Will be a horsemanship clinic will be on November 2nd at 9 a.m. and the trail clinic will be November 3rd. People are allowed to come in on November 1st the night before. We have stalls and electrical hookups for most anybody more has the big trailers mm-hmm. with sleeping quarters. This is going to uh, have to do with learning techniques to help connect you and your horse. Improve your and your horse skills you've got to communicate mm-hmm. doesn't do you any good to know it if you can't transfer that information to the horse. so um, how to approach a maneuver over the obstacles and patterns, which is a going to be it's a big thing now there's a lot of competition out there called trail obstacle. Okay. so you and your horse have got to know what you're doing uh, and to work with and she works with riders of all levels and disciplines. this can be your first horse. this can be the horse. That This is, you've had horses for 30 years, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a way to, she brings out your skills and shows you how to communicate with your horse. Mm-hmm. So, that, and this helps the horse learn. It also helps for them bring out other horses during this. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's a very knowledgeable, you know, I mean, lady. Um, there is a, um, as far as right now, I believe they're, they're riders full yeah we're full. but they also have audit where you can come and take notes mm-hmm. watch it being done you just don't have your horse with you and that's free so this is a great way maybe next time you want to bring your horse this lets you know what you're getting into
3: mm-hmm. and
1: um, it's at the Lone Star Arena okay and uh, the horse committee will be out there helping set stalls up and help people get settled and we'll be there sort of behind the scenes running around doing stuff.
0: Okay, so just to come and watch is free. To come and watch is free. But to participate with your horse, it there is, is a fee for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, each clinic is 150 It's 250 if they attend both. Okay. So you can t- attend one and not the other. Maybe you're not interested in doing trail or you're not, you know. But it doesn't cost anything to come watch it.
0: Okay. So. And how do people find out or sign up for this? Um,
1: you can
3: let me see we can call our office
0: yeah,
1: yeah you can because
0: Brand, brandon knows everything <laughs>
1: yeah because <laughs> uh, they have <laughs> the list they have the list i'm um, like i said the uh horse participation is full at this time but you never know you can put your name on a list mm. someone might drop out because something happens sure, sure so you can be put on a list and, and then you come come watch it yeah and it's not an age limit on you can bring your you know if you have a young daughter or son that's interested, this would be a great way for them. Yeah, to it, see what's going on.
0: Right, helpful just yes. to, to watch mm-hmm. to begin with, and then you know before you get into it, because like we said, one of the things that we want to talk about is like what does it really mean to own a horse?
3: But well, Brandy, it's something you're One you thing too, just to note, is that you know our um, adult horse committee has a Facebook page, okay. so a lot of programs that they're going to be offering uh, will be posted there. You know. Just to advertise, but you could also ask questions on that deal too. Yes, we do have a Yeah, We
1: do so. have a comment, and there's, there's a couple of us that mm-hmm. answer those comments. Yeah. And it was, but it is the Montgomery County Adult Horse Committee, and we have quite a few people that follow us, and we publish what we're doing, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: we'll get you know comments and questions, and we're open to new ideas.
2: All right, awesome. and new members, and yes. new members,
0: because now you said you guys do fun stuff too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's a lot of education in fun. I, you know, sometimes I make it sound like oh, we just do educational things, but we have fun. So tell me about some of the fun stuff that you guys do with the adult horse committee.
2: Well, I think my favorite was going down and uh, touring the Houston Police Department's Mounted Patrol Division, and mm-hmm. we did that I think two years ago. Mm-hmm. But that was a really really neat tour, and uh, I think we learned a lot of good information.
1: But, uh, what else? Well, since I've been going out with them since 85, <laughs> we have done, we have visited uh, Texas A&M.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have visited a breeding farm outside of Anderson, Navasota area. We learned about artificial insemination and breeding. Uh, we've attended a miniature horse racing thing. I didn't know they did that, but, uh, we have uh, actually went and saw the Lepis Honors when they were, uh, down at the summit. It's been a few years ago, <laughs> you know, and, uh. We try to find something that's horse-related, but we're not taking the horses to it. We're going to be the spectators and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're maybe going to one, maybe hopefully up at New Waverly. Mm-hmm. There's a training facility up there. Mm-hmm. So we want to go learn new things, too, so yeah. that we can help maybe promote something from that. From mm-hmm. that so...
0: and. If we haven't already mentioned it, membership at, in the Adult Horse Committee is, is free. Yes. Um, and it's open to anybody. How often do you guys meet?
1: As needed.
2: As <laughs> no,
3: several times a year.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on, we try to meet, like we've been meeting, we'll try to set up possibilities mm-hmm. for this year next year. We just had a couple meetings trying to get ideas. So now we're in the process of trying to put these clinics together mm-hmm. to see if we can get the facility, if we can get... The uh, instructors. We do a lot with a vets, with local vets. So um, we're open to, you don't even have to have a horse. If you're just interested in this, uh, we meet, we try to give enough warning, not warning, uh, <laughs> notice, <laughs> notice. Notice.
3: Let's call it notice. Warning for having a meeting. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but, uh, it feels like that
3: sometimes, yeah. but I mean, for yeah. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: For, yeah. not for you guys,
0: because <laughs> you guys are fun. <laughs>
1: but uh, we uh, we have a core of us that do most of everything, mm-hmm. and we've just got some new members. I want to say fresh blood. That's <laughs> <my> <laughs> not terminology you want to use, but uh, we do need fresh uh, ideas. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this a long time, and we've had things in the past we've, traveled, we've used, and we want to see... What's the community want? What do you want to learn? Mm-hmm. And so we'll try to put it together for you. And uh, Facebook has been a good friend to us because we'll publish it, someone else publish it. I share it on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So we need people to help us to know what they want us to do because mm-hmm. we'll put on about anything that is feasible. Okay. And we, we very rarely charge, very rarely charge for our clinics unless we maybe have to pay the instructor or something, sure. and um, so we, we we very, very charge for our, our programs. If we do, it's a very no, nominal fee, depending on what the instructor requires.
0: So definitely Facebook is a good way to connect yes. if you're interested. Um, you can also, again, call the Extension Office, talk to Brandon. He knows everything, mm-hmm. 936-539-7822, um, and so this is for people that are interested in horse just people that want to learn more but there all are a lot of opportunities and um so we want to talk more too about that you mentioned this is a hot spot for horse rescue um so we'll talk a little bit about that we'll talk a little bit about what what does it mean to really own a horse um that we're going to take another little break and we'll be back in just a few minutes you're listening to the extension hour people programs partnerships right here on lone star radio we'll be right back
3: you're going to need me you're going to need us all of us you're going to need our help with your water your air your food you're going to need our determination
0: our compassion you're going to need the next generation of leaders to face the challenges the future will bring and we promise we'll be there when you
2: need us Today, 4 H is growing the next generation of leaders.
3: Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com, start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel. And be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
0: An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org because every life matters.
3: This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a 2 for Tuesday or a 3 for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line 936-647-3776 or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right. You can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it.
0: Welcome back to the Extension Hour. People, program, partnerships, Texas A&M Agri-Life Extension Service, all about education and having fun and learning new things. And so we have Marilyn Kenny and we have Laura Alexander with us from the Adult Horse Committee. We also have Brandon Grixon with us, and we've been talking about all of the great opportunities to learn more stuff. But um, before we leave today, we also want to talk about um, what, can we, what can we share with people right now? So someone that's listening, some kind of information that we can leave with them. And one of the things that we were talking about is, um, well, let me back up. So one of the things we were talking about is how much Brandon has learned. So Brandon, share what you just said about being <laughs> well, um, well, an I mean, extension
3: agent again I, I have a decent background growing up going way way back we had horses growing up my grand my grandpa had horses but they were they were your basic use horse we worked cows on them uh, outside of shaking a sack you might had to have to use the horse every now and then you know to work cows but since i've been an extension i've learned a whole lot more about horsemanship and trail and all that kind of stuff i didn't know that all that existed before i became an extension agent And so still 19 years later though when I'm sitting in their committee meetings with them you know just like the other day I'm sitting there taking notes you know getting down their their plans their ideas what they want what they need and they're talking and I'm having to decipher what what is all of this so I had to kind of put the brakes on just a minute and say yeah y'all are speaking your language let me let me interpret just a little bit so but I'm learning a whole lot from them you know yeah.
0: Well, that's one of the wonderful things about having so many great volunteers that kind of that help yeah. out with what we do. I mean, we we try to do as much as we can mm-hmm. as extension agents, but they, there's a wide variety of topics that we cover in all of our discipline areas. And um, you know, as smart as we think that we are, we can't be an expert in everything. So having people that are experts in it are, is really really helpful. So maybe you grew up with horses, maybe you didn't. So how often do you hear people say? <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, little girls, I want a horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so so what does that really mean? What does horse ownership mean? So let's talk through some of the things that people really need to think about well, owning means, a horse. It
2: means planning on learning about them forever because there's always something new to learn. There's always something new you can do. Um, you know, Marilyn was discussing earlier that with her uh, first horse that she got as, as a young horse, all the things that he learned to do that when she first got him, all he knew how to do was walk and and He was a walking park horse, a you know, flat walk, running, and walking. And he knew how to park
1: out, which is a stretch, nothing else. So the horses I didn't know are.
0: Yeah, horses are living beings with personalities, right? I mean, you, yes. horses have their own and personalities, and, real
2: quick. <laughs> and but by they the time that he was an older horse, I mean, he's already been inducted into the Tennessee Walking Horse Hall of Fame. So, mm. he's, you know, she learned a lot with they learned a lot together yes. over the. So you just can really become a partner with your horse, and, and I think that's what a lot of people them I are learned looking for. With
1: through these programs from the horse committee, mm-hmm. I learned a lot from participating. That it wasn't just breed pacific. You could translate this from any breed mm-hmm. to, you know, like confirmation. So,
0: so what, what does confirmation mean?
1: Their, their, their structure, okay. like where their shoulders maybe come off their, their withers, um, their, how straight or crooked their legs can be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, their, it's, it's, it's their skeletal and their muscle foundation. And different breeds have different characteristics. Okay. Walking horses have usually a longer neck and a longer face. Quarter horses are usually more compact. I call that's why they're quarter. Mm-hmm. But um, so those characteristics define different breeds. Mm-hmm.
3: Just like people are built different. I mean, horses mm-hmm. are right. built different. skeletally, mm-hmm. muscular. Different breeds yeah. of dogs. Yeah. yeah. Same right. type of mm-hmm. thing. Right.
1: Yeah. Certain horses are better at some things because of their built. Mm-hmm. Like thoroughbreds are long and lean and they jump
2: better mm-hmm. than a quarter horse sometimes. You know, so it's also, it has to do with their structure. Okay, a lot so of for people who have either never owned horses before or who maybe, you know, like Brandon, their grandparents had horses but they didn't really have a lot of exposure. There are things that you really need to consider before you get your first horse, like you need to consider housing. Where are you going to keep this horse? Um, If you have room at your house to to put a barn and some shelter for the animal, um, you know, good source of water close by that's clean, what are you going to feed this animal? You need to, you know, check into nutrition and see for this animal at its age, you know, what kind of uh, food does it need and uh, what kind of pasture does it need? You need to consider transportation. How are you going to, do you have a truck and a trailer that's suitable to, to transport this animal? Because even if you don't go to horse shows, there might be times where you have to take the animal to the vet. Or in the case of uh, emergency management situations, you might need to, if your house is getting ready to flood, you might need to transport it to uh, safety before the water comes up. And that's something that a lot of people mm-hmm. learned the hard way in yeah. the last few years. Um, you also if you don't have a lot of knowledge about horses you might want to get involved with a horse trainer and definitely have a vet come out and look at the horse you want to get and both of those would be professionals that would be uh, able to help you decide if that is a suitable uh, horse for what you're wanting to do because you certainly don't want to get something that is, you're, is going to make you afraid of it that you're not going to want to work with it. You want to get something that is, uh, is suitable for what you're wanting to do and for your level of experience. Okay.
0: So what do you think is probably, like, one of the most surprising things for people that they learn once they get a horse? So, you know, I want to own a horse. Now I have one. <gasps> I never thought of this.
1: One of the things is people don't realize how delicate a horse, is, a horse can be. Mm-hmm. They get the wrong feed. They get too much of a certain feed. They don't get enough feed. They have a very delicate digestive system. It's not like cows that can no. or goats can eat very, anything. Very
3: different digestive systems.
1: I didn't yet. know they were so fragile. Mm-hmm. And you feed them the wrong feed or they get a moldy feed or something and they colic, which means they can't regurgitate. Mm-hmm. So it, they have an impaction and it will rupture their stomach. Mm-hmm. And it can happen before you realize it's happening. You've got to learn your horse's tail like, my horse never rode o- over on both sides, and he started doing that.
3: Mm-hmm. Something was wrong. He was colicking. Uh-huh. Animal behavior is a big deal. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's, you can't just throw them in a grassy area and expect them to thrive. That grass may not have any nutrition. So you've got to decide you should not have a horse on a small pasture if that's all you're going to feed them. You've got mm-hmm. to supplement and uh, so you can't just take it for granted. You can just put them out there. Oh, they'll eat. It's not, they, they don't always eat weeds or they start eating things that aren't good for them because mm-hmm. they're hungry. We have awful lot of malnutrition mm-hmm. that people think, well, they can just put them there
2: yeah. and they
1: can eat anything. They can't. It's not, you know, they, they have to have things that will help be nutrition for them because if you don't give them the right things, then they're going to, you know, they're going to starve to death.
3: Right, right. This is a conversation that I have on a regular basis. And so, you guys need to come do some site visits with me. (laughs) So, you know, there's a lot of things like that people do not understand Mm -hmm. before getting this horse. And then they're kind of dumbfounded later. I didn't realize that I was going to have to do all of this alteration to my pasture or Mm -hmm. manage weeds like I'm going to have to...
1: Trim their hooves. Trim their hooves. The hooves are like our fingernails; they continue to grow. And Mm -hmm. if you don't trim them, it it will... it will cause them a lot when of they can't yeah. when they can't
3: walk. And a lot of people don't make the differentiation: a livestock or livestock. To some people, but a horse is very, very different than a cow. You know, four compartmented stomach versus a monogastric, which is singular. So those things operate differently. So you have to pay better attention to what they're they're eating. So.
2: The great thing about this day and age is there's so much information available online. You have so many resources like the Extension Office and the Horse Committee to help you get with the right people to understand your situation and make recommendations.
0: So speaking of of online resources, so, is you know, we always caution people to be really careful about, because there's, you know, not everything on the Internet is true. So do you have a, a resource that you like?
2: Well, I mean, you know, the, the extension service True. is obviously a great resource, um, you know, and, and honestly, <laughs> no the vet plug. school, <laughs> too. yeah, the, the A&M vet school, uh, you know, they're, they're a great resource, they have a lot of information available, um, your own veterinarian, or, you know, if you're considering getting your first horse, just your, a local veterinarian that you would consider using is always a great source and knows a lot of good horse people in the area. True. And they know
1: a lot of horse owners that I looked for, for people that had Tennessee Walkers. Mm -hmm. Because I'd never owned one before. It was my first horse. He was a backyard, literally. And I didn't know anything about Tennessee Walkers. So I went to a feed store and a barn. I contacted them. I learned, That's then I got involved all the way. Summer showed, did all her work, you know. Mm -hmm. So your vets, local vets, are a great resource for finding other either breed owners or just other horse owners that... I would love to tell people what I went through. I was the first time horse owner.
0: Okay. It's so a yeah. wonder we
1: didn't kill each other. <laughs> but I learned by each thing. But I listened to other people. Mm-hmm. And back then we didn't have <clears throat> the internet so much, <laughs> but we had videos, VHS, and um, you you learn by watching and by listening, mm-hmm. and that's the best way to learn. Is try to make contact with someone. You know, I've had several people say. You know, they put them in contact with me. Mm-hmm. Um, or can, well, I'll go look at a horse with someone if I can, especially if it's a walking horse. I know what I'm looking for. I've mm-hmm. had one since 1982. So your local people, your local resources are some of your best help. Find someone that has a horse, owned mm-hmm. a horse. I remember being a beginner horse owner. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about horses. I still don't know a lot. But I'm learning
0: every day. Yeah. Well, and Brandon, I think you mentioned in one of the breaks about how you noticed a very strong social support network among mm-hmm. horse owners and the committee members and and that kind of thing. So they can carry on each further other.
3: past this being a member of the committee. I mean, these guys. I listen to them talk. I do a lot of listening and watching, you know, so I can pick That's up. That's because things. I can talk over you. <laughs> right, but. They'll go on, on rides together, mm-hmm. you know, just go out of town together on a weekend and go on rides. I listen to them talk about it all the time. And so it's a mm-hmm. it's a social thing, too. It brings mm-hmm. people together. And we belong
1: to other horse communities. I I mm-hmm. I used to, I do a lot of trail obstacle, not as much as I do, but I'm also a member of the Trails Coalition in the San Houston National mm-hmm. Forest, creating horse trails. So um, you've had other breeds and everything, uh, Um, So we all have a connection at some point, might have been in the past. Um, So we all have a connection with other areas of expertise Mm -hmm. that we know about. So it's like, well, hey, Becky knows something, you know, (coughs) so we can help any other horse person can maybe help you connect Mm -hmm. with someone else that can help you better than them right i have no problem saying i don't know anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) well and brandon you you said this a a few times uh, throughout the show so far it's a lot of learning by doing and and you know experience can be the best teacher you just kind of see things that that happen and
2: And along that vein, if if you're a parent who has a child who is interested in getting into horses, Mm -hmm. my best advice is find someone who will let your child come over and clean stalls and Mm -hmm. bathe horses and do all the tasks that that aren't involved in riding. Because if all they ever do is ride and they think that's all horse ownership is, that's not really a great overview of everything that's involved. Mm -hmm. So if you can find someone that will let your child come over and actually do some of the work... It will deepen their bond with horses, or they'll decide it's not for them, one or the other. <laughs> and they can come clean my boy anytime. That's
0: right. <laughs> okay. So we're going to take another break, and when we're going to come back, we'll just do some closing thoughts about horse ownership and, and the horse committee and what does it mean to own a horse and all that kind of good stuff because we've got some great knowledge right here in this room. You are listening to the Extension Hour 104.5, 106.1 worldwide on www.irlonestar.com. We'll be right back. Texas a and AgriLife Extension Service is all about extending knowledge and providing solutions. We do that by using science-based information to create high quality and relevant education for the people of Texas. More importantly, this outstanding education is delivered locally, right here in our county. We encourage lasting and effective change that helps our communities and our county thrive. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Sudden Link Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video.
2: From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research.
3: By utilizing a holistic,
2: multi-level approach, Extension family and community health programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
0: Welcome back to the Extension Hour. We're here on Fridays, 1 to 2 p.m., and that also runs live on 104.5 and 106.1. And did you guys know that we're podcast? So, you can go back and listen. And if uh, someone has, you know, I want to know more about owning a horse, they can go back and listen to the one that uh, aired on September 6th, Mm -hmm. 2019, We've been doing program planning for um, the upcoming year, and so this is about the time of year that I get really confused on, on what year is it, <laughs> even. Um, but yeah, so a podcast, so you can go back and listen to any of the programs that we've done. And so, as I mentioned before, we have awesome guests who come visit with us. We talk about our people, our programs, our partnership, you guys as part of the horse committee that's, that makes you our people, and um, we mentioned some programs that are happening and then lots of partnerships as well. So you talked about the AHQHA, A, uh, maybe
2: putting extra
0: and then the the Houston Mounted Patrol so lots of partnerships connections um really kind of all, what we're all about in terms of um also education so like we said helping Texans better their lives and um riding horses is one of those things that help people better their lives right and I know with the two of you being part of the horse committee and being lifelong horse owners lovers um you, you've really found a lot of um Great benefits to owning a horse and learning about horses and that kind of thing. So, this last segment, we just have a few more minutes. Um, some last thoughts you want to share with people about about horses?
1: They can be your greatest blessing, mm-hmm. and they can be one of your most trying blessings because mm-hmm. each horse is different.
0: A learning lesson,
1: <laughs> very much so. But and it it's more so for. Females sometimes for bonding with a horse there's a lot of gentlemen out there that do uh, but you'll see more of it in females I don't know why we have a different gene thing or whatever
0: so you're saying women tend to we have
1: a tendency to bond with horses, bond but okay. more we don't want to dominate we wanted to be our partner and I have cried over with my horse many a time in the past and uh, they have built I had one for 30 years Odie, he was my my, almost my first one, and I knew what he was thinking, and he knew what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So, we all you don't always get a bond with every animal, but sometimes that was my soulmate. Mm -hmm. So, it's the same thing for all of us. Mm -hmm. It is a it's an experience that if you haven't if you don't have the passion, and it has to be a passion because it's not a cheap hobby. No. You know. You, know <laughs> you buy the horse and then it's the accessories that cost mm-hmm. you. You've got a bigger a bigger trailer, a bigger truck to pull the bigger trailer, bigger saddle. So mm-hmm. but it's well worth the expense, right? And go ahead, Laura. There's
0: still a
2: lot of volunteer opportunities available too for people who want to get into horses but aren't sure they're ready to take on that kind of expense. You or can have get, a place to put them. Or have a place to put them. You can get involved in any of the uh, the therapy programs. Uh, I know Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary. They take a lot of volunteers. Um, and and it takes a lot of people to run a place that size. Mm-hmm. They have twenty some horses, and uh, and basically one lady running it with all her volunteers. So I mean, that's a great way to get involved yes. and learn if that is something that that is your passion or not, mm-hmm. without going to all the expense of of purchasing, going ahead and purchasing your horse and lessons and all the things that you're going to need.
3: Mm-hmm. So and I, I you know in terms of therapy, um, the therapy establishments that. You know, maybe Henry's home isn't the one, but there's several around the county. I mean, for some reason, we just have quite a few here. Um, Inspiration Acres was one of them. Uh, Inspiration Ranch that I went out and did a site visit for. Um, they've got quite a few. They're, they were at one location. They're moving to another, and they're trying to get well-established, but um, um, that's one of those therapy establishments where they work with, I believe, uh, mentally challenged young people. And so... Uh, all those places need volunteerism. Yes,
0: it's sure, a so. great place to learn. Um, and for youth, another place, So obviously 4-H. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. 4-H is perfect. Um, but also the YMCA, you know, the one that we have here in Conroe. They have a horse Yeah, program. they have yes. a horse program,
1: so it's and a good a way there's a lot to... of branches around. That they have summer camps mm-hmm. for kids to be on horses. So uh, uh, they don't think have an adult summer camp. Uh, it's, it's a great place to learn from the ground, literally from the ground up. Because mm-hmm. you can't always... I moved around all of my life. And we never had my place for a horse until my husband retired from the Navy, and we moved here in 1979. And I had a backyard. The horse was in a fence with a dog and a cat, mm-hmm. which is not the best place to raise a horse. But, you know, it's, it's something that you've got to think about. Mm-hmm. Do you have the finances? Because if you board them somewhere... That can really up your finances. Mm.
0: So. so, and we had talked before about, you just mentioned that um, Montgomery County tends to be kind of a hot spot for mm-hmm. horse rescue. And so, um, you know, if, if you are ready for horse ownership, it's possible to go um, and to have a rescue horse, um, similar yes. to like you might go to the shelter mm-hmm. to get a, a pet dog, but, but much more... Um, responsibility involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, a dog has responsibility as mm-hmm. well, but we're talking horses, bigger and more expensive and, and all okay. those kinds of things. So I we have to make sure we're house. ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bigger dog Because
1: <laughs> I have two animals from the Houston SBCA. Okay. That I, a, a horse and a donkey. And um, I, they have enriched my life because I know what I've, they've become since I've got them and given them love. They used to be afraid if you touched them. Or, if you raised your hand mm-hmm. now, it's no big deal. Yeah. So you can let them learn and trust again by love and stuff. so mm-hmm. rescues are for, with any species. Yeah. you're giving them a home, a, a new beginning. yeah
0: When well, I mentioned before how much we appreciate volunteers and people that you know sharing their passion, and obviously you too are very passionate about what you do and and you want to share that with others through the horse committee and, and the variety of programs that you do. Um, so Marilyn Kenny and Laura Alexander have been our guests today and we really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Freeze Branding Clinic on September 21st and uh, call us if you have more information, look us up on, or if you need more information, call us or look us up on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back. Next Friday, uh, every Friday right here, 1 to 2, you're listening to the Extension Hour People Programs Partnerships and Helping Texans Make Their Lives Better.